Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Biz How To. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. Just as impacts from climate change gather momentum, we also see the growth in financial solutions focused on low-carbon and sustainable outcomes. According to the Climate Policy Initiative, climate finance flows reached an impressive $1.4 trillion in total last year. And even though that feels like a tipping point, we know much more finance is needed and more bankable and investable projects are needed as well. As global efforts to tackle climate change are creating opportunities for investors across a wide range of sectors and themes, we want to know, how do businesses and stakeholders realize the full value of sustainability investments? To help us out, we have Gina McNamara, Regional Chief Financial Officer at SAP Asia Pacific and Japan. Gina, welcome to The Breakfast Show. How are you? Thank you, Audrey. I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Happy to have you join us today as we dive into the world of sustainable investment. Can you break down for us how it generally operates? Yeah, no problem. Look, uh, every business has to make decisions about where to spend its resources, whether it's the time, the money, and of course, most important assets, people. Hmm. At SAP, we've built a business for 50 years, uh, and we've really been helping companies to manage those resources. So in broad terms, I see sustainable investment as ensuring we make those decisions not only to drive the best revenue or the best profit, but also to take into account the impact you can have on carbon emissions, creating waste or on social equality. Absolutely. Um, It seems like sustainability investment is on the rise. Can you share any insights into the recent trends? Is there a particular country leading the charge? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You'd probably be surprised to hear that Indonesia is leading the charge where uh, two-thirds of businesses are increasing sustainability investments and closely followed by Australia. And of course, the trend's going to continue into the next few years and our governments are helping, especially in Singapore with the uh, SG Green Plan 2030, which was launched a couple of years ago. And uh, in Australia, where I was born, we've set a net zero target for 2050. Okay, so Indonesia, Australia. Um, So Gina, let's talk about the issue of green hushing, though, which seems to be a growing concern. Uh, Almost 40% of companies in Singapore have admitted to it, which is to, you know, deliberately downplay their ESG, uh, environmental, social and governance efforts. Um, How do you view this and what kind of impact could it have on the landscape of sustainable investing? I think it's got a huge impact, Audrey. Uh, Greenwashing or green hushing is a serious issue from a business perspective. Uh, And of course, the regulations that businesses need to be aware of have come out, especially in Singapore, Japan, Australia and Hong Kong. Uh, And the penalties can run into millions of dollars. But I think the biggest impact is the level of trust and transparency we have in sustainability progress. Uh, So absolutely crucial that companies um, don't, you know, wash over the the problem. Mm. I see it as um, like financial reporting. We've got to trust the financial numbers of publicly listed companies so that people can reliably invest into them and work with them. And it's the same for sustainability. So not reporting on ESG progress is really just bad for business. Okay. So when it comes to businesses, you know, adopting these sustainability practices, could you share with us, you know, what hurdles do they commonly face? I think there's a a lot of hurdles, uh, especially when they're in the early stages of sustainability implementation, which is completely understandable. And many are still figuring out how sustainability works alongside their organisational processes and business models. Mm. But we see one of the most fundamental challenges when integrating sustainability into core business processes is the data. So you can only manage sustainability if you can measure it. 
that means that getting real sustainability data about your business and using it to make decisions, not just averages or estimates, but the actual data. For one, averaged or estimated values are often calculated inconsistently across industries or geographies. So coupled with that poor visibility into carbon output impacts, businesses' ability to provide supply chain partners with accurate figures. Mm. So it's a really critical step to reduce the carbon output given that scope three emissions, which are outside the business's direct control, represents up to 90% of a company's carbon footprint. Okay, so let's just say these companies can get access to this data. Uh, Considering the diverse landscape of the ESG factors, though, how can businesses accurately gauge the return on investment for their sustainable initiatives? I think it's encouraging. We are seeing APJ businesses um, increasingly treat sustainability as a business priority. Mm. Um, 36% of APJ businesses are saying they're getting difficulty proving the return on investment. Uh, And the major roadblock for APJ businesses to optimise the return on the sustainability investments is their inability to fully extract the value from their sustainability data. And of course, without accurate, auditable and real sustainability data, investments and business performance are at risk. So only 23% of APJ businesses are completely satisfied with the quality of their sustainability data that they gather. And that's lower than the previous year. Yeah. Sustainability is definitely not just a buzzword. It's becoming a crucial aspect of business. So what essential aspects should business leaders, especially CFOs, be aware of when it comes to sustainability? Sustainability can no longer be considered separately to the wider financial performance of the business because it is increasingly clear that more sustainable organisations are more successful organisations. So the study found that half of Asian businesses expect to demonstrate a positive financial return on their sustainability investments within the next five years. Therefore, it's really imperative for CFOs to integrate financial and environmental decision-making in all of their business processes. So with sustainability gaining more importance to Mm organisations, today's CFOs are integral to the development of a sustainable business model. They need to have a really broad view of their organisation, including the technology systems, infrastructure, architecture, and of course, the tools. Yeah, so Gina, you brought up the technologies. Uh, how can businesses leverage you know, new tools in the wake of all these emerging technologies and innovations to maybe enhance their sustainability practices and stay ahead in the sustainable investment landscape? Well, as I mentioned a bit before about um, you know, the fundamentals of being linked to the financial performance, businesses must treat sustainability with the same level of rigour as their finances. And it's really time to treat carbon like we treat money. Uh, The key is to have a rigorous data-driven approach to sustainability with an accounting system for sustainability data that is auditable, transparent and reliable as financial data. But what we recommend at SAP is to integrate carbon accounting into financial systems and it's what we call a green ledger. And by doing that, companies can record sustainability data like their emissions or waste as well as key operational data like supply chain inventory or financial flows in a single place. This can use technology like product-level footprint management, for example, and of course report on these metrics and use the sustainability data alongside the financial and operational data to make the real-time business decisions. And it requires an overarching view of sustainability data in integrated dashboards. And then finally, to act on those decisions, we have to remember that sustainability doesn't stop with your business. Your actions impact your suppliers, just like your suppliers impact you. So by securely sharing sustainability data across your ecosystem, you can help drive better action to reduce the scope three impact. All right, Gina, before we let you go, for businesses maybe wanting to dip their toes into sustainable investment, where do you think they should start? 
it's all with the data. Uh, so you're just making sure that um, they can track. I think that's a good start. And then, of course, like I mentioned before, time to treat carbon like we treat money. All right. That was Gina McNamara, Regional Chief Financial Officer at SAP Asia Pacific and Japan. She was helping us unpack sustainable investment, the current challenges and opportunities in the space. Thanks, Gina, for your insights and for joining us this morning. Thank you, Audrey. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Keep it here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.